Dude, don't get the polio vaccine, okay? <laughs> They're putting trackers in it. Amelia didn't have it, and that's why we can't find her. She's the one person that should have got it. <laughs> she left you for the sky, George. Can't you get that through your tiny glasses? <laughs> Look, I'm not going to marry you until you declare your ex dead. Come on. You got to get over it. I mean, are you still holding that hope? Could you imagine your drunk husband comes home with two holes in his head, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> you drove here? How is that possible? <sighs> I feel like you're better at the intros. I'm okay. going to be honest. Right, do I'll it. Welcome to Overshadow Podcast, everybody. The one and only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. All right. Welcome to Overshadowed Podcast, everybody. The podcast that talks about... Oh, fuck me. Okay. Now, I, Two I strikes. Got it. I got fool it. me, well, fool me twice. Look, well, you can't yeah, fool I me can't twice. fool you enough. It doesn't matter to you. You're still going to pay me. <laughs> Welcome to Overshadowed Podcast. The <laughs> they don't only pay pod- you. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I was making a joke about the restaurant. Oh, I see. 60 bucks. No, no. I'll never pay you for this. Even when we blow up, you'll get you won't get a cent from Overshadowed. <laughs> but hit me with that intro, though. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Overshadowed Podcast, the only podcast that talks about the siblings of famous and infamous people throughout history and the spouses and the spouses. I'm Zach. I'm Charles, and welcome to an exciting episode today. We're talking about somebody that you've probably never thought about in your entire life, Amelia Earhart's one and only husband, and maybe the reason why she rose to fame. Absolutely. Well, the reason was the plane. Yes. Amelia was George's second wife. They got married in 1931, uh, six years before she ghosted him. She was on her way to fame. She was a very successful... Actually, she wasn't. You don't think so? She actually was. She was a then-unknown aviatrix, which is what they called... Lady pilots. That sounds very sexy. I know. Can you sounds just like add you're tying me up in the sky? <laughs> I know. Gagging me in the plane. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Put, put my jaw around the yeah. around the what the what do you call those things? The yeah, the ball. Uh, uh what the fuck? Uh, the throttle? The lever? Put your jaw. I've never been it? a. You know what I mean? In the car? What's that? The, the stick? Yeah, but what are you saying? Your jaws around it? Yeah, it's a ball. Oh, and you're like yeah. Yeah. You use the back of your head. head to put it in <laughs> gear. <laughs> So she was, yeah, I mean, that's what she did to make money before she met George. <laughs> and then George, yeah, George. She tied up men in the sky. But no, she was she was uh, picked by George yes. to represent um, women in aviation. And we'll get into that as we get into George's life and how he meets Amelia. Um, but George was one of the most famous uh, promoters mm-hmm. of his time. He was like, I think he ended up like I- I being kind of like a star maker. Like yeah. Charles Lindbergh made a ton of money off of the book that he uh, wrote and he published made for him. Millions. He uh, he was a mayor of Bend, Oregon. He explored the Antarctic. I mean, this guy, he's kind of like Richard Tugun Hart if he didn't lie about everything. Yes. He's like Richard if everything he said was true. Yeah. That's yeah, you're right. That's kind of the life he the lived. the life that Richard wanted. Yeah. Um, and he was never once found in a shack down by the river, nor was he <laughs> beaten blind. So those are some key differences. The George Putnam we're covering today, he had a whole life before he met Amelia. Yeah. But once he met Amelia, they rose together. Yes. And she was flying, and she was a competent pilot, but there's no way she would have gotten famous or gotten the opportunities she could have gotten without the help of George. Yes. Uh, so he did all this stuff. Uh, he accomplished all this stuff even before his marriage to Amelia, which may have been open based on letters that she wrote him. And he's no stranger to his wife having sex with other people, which we'll get into. But first, let's start where we always do, the beginning. Mm. 
All right, so let me tell you this before we get going. I was looking up George Putnam, and um, he's overshadowed by a number of other George Putnams. There's this guy in the 60s who comes up, I think, first in Google. He's a newsman, a, a conservative TV news reporter and talk show host in L.A. He was famous for the phrase, and that's the up-to-the-minute news. Up to the minute, that's all the news. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, what? That's a lot. It's a pretty great slogan. It's yeah. a. It's kind of sounds <laughs> like something Trump yeah. would say if yeah. he ran Fox News, which is probably in his future one day. Oh, definitely. And he's going to be the president at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, George Newsman Putnam, made a film called Perversion for Profit, funded by Citizens for Decent Literature Incorporated, attacking nude magazines and gay people, saying that ga calling gays perverted misfits <laughs> who corrupted our society, that kind of thing. Well, that guy was in the closet. Absolutely. <laughs> he's like, this is, f I'm such a misfit. Yeah. Oh, you're so perverted. Jerking off to Adonis magazine. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's funny. All the, uh, all the gay magazines are like manpower. And it's all kind of disguised as weightlifting. That's hilarious. On the cover, but then yeah. you open it up and it's like a guy like running naked across a window. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, I watched some of the film, Perversion for Profit. Mm -hmm. It's just him showing porn. Like he's, he's like a talking head in a classroom and he's like, this is corrupting our society. And then it cuts to porn magazines like Sextet and Manual. All porn or just gay porn? All porn. Oh, okay. And like the nipples are blurred out, but it's still a naked woman. And you got to imagine some kids are jerking off to perversion. He's like, oh. you've seen Perversion for Profit? It's one of my favorites. Yeah, dude, go to 38. You can totally make out the blur. Right. It's like Girls Gone Wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These girls are in real trouble. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put them in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put you what in time What did they do? Out. Tell me. What did they do? So it's all porn. It's flashing all this porn. And I was kind of waiting for him to be like, even now I find myself titillated by the nude imagery and stirred the unwilling arousal. <laughs> you now I found myself. Look at my boner. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely titillated. <laughs> I'm perverted. And they're making money off it. Every boner you pop, another dollar goes into the hands of the skis balls. Which, by the way, I got two full skis balls <laughs> ready to pop. Sooner or later, they're going to own the world at this rate. So that's one George Putnam, who okay. uh, I'm like, this guy's kind of an asshole. But he's not the guy we're going to be covering. There's another George Putnam, which was his grandpa, who founded this publishing company mm -hmm. that uh, that George Amelia's, that Mr. Earhart ended up working for. You know that's what like she wanted, that people called him, basically? Mr. Earhart? Yeah, that's so funny. Which is wild. Yeah, but the last name is cool. Earhart is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's she was made for the skies. Mm -hmm. She has hollow bones. Yeah. <laughs> I heard. <laughs> that's that's how she could fly so well. Um what was I gonna say about Amelia? You know how they discovered that one day the dad got mad at her, shaking baby syndrome, threw her out the window, and she just flo <laughs> floated like a leaf. <laughs> baby like, was born for the skies. Like one of those seeds yeah. that helicopters down. <laughs> uh, um so Georgie. Georgie. Born and raised in Rye. He was, w as we've uh, just talked about, he was the son of a very wealthy publishing company. He went to Harvard. He went to UC Berkeley. Yeah. Uh. He grew up in a pretty pretty white place. Also, what do you Super think this guy looks like? I, to, okay, he looks very tall to me. Lanky. I, I gotta guess, Looming. like, six foot six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's pretty tall. That's super tall. He looks very tall. Yeah, very lanky, very looming, a little ominous. Right, like maybe Slender Man when he was, like, normal. Yes. Before he became so yeah, slender exactly. and mannish. Yep. Right. You think he looks like Clark Kent a little bit. I kind of do. Okay. In the I, face. All right, I could see that. American face for sure. He's got an American He's face. He's got an American face. He's got and pale skin. This guy <laughs> is white. I mean, the pictures were black and white. Yeah, well, I mean, he You're was You're not getting a lot of hue in those, in those Yeah, cheeks. no, you could tell he was white than everybody yeah i looked up rye new york i, I went there i went there a couple of years ago for really? my cousins i went to rye for my cousin's wedding oh so we had to take a i was in sourdough at that time yeah oh nice <laughs> i thought you were in wheat 
<laughs> I was in Split Top. Uh, yeah, there's a ski resort called Split mm, Top. <laughs> I like Muffin Top. But I went to Rye's one of those places that you don't think exists. It's like a foresty, mm. very green. You can barely see the houses. As oh, you're I love those through. neighborhoods. And when you do get a peek at the house, they are castles. Yeah. They're huge. They're everybody lives in a Gatsby house. Colorful shirts flying out the windows yeah, at exactly. all hours. <laughs> yeah, there's the green eyes of TJ Eckelberg. <laughs> I lo- pretty good. Nice. Thanks, man. You ever see a house where you're like, I'm never going to. Oh, yeah. Nor do I even want. I mean, so much to clean. I like making excuses like I like, like when that. people say that about that. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't clean that house. Like, yeah, you wouldn't be cleaning <laughs> that house. Yeah. I have a $20 million house. And I'll tell you, the worst part is me cleaning. Dusting. <laughs> I hate dusting. I think. I uh, sunk all the money in the house. I don't have <laughs> anyone to take care of it. And uh, just to tell you how white uh, and rich Rye is, I looked up the current day stats. I also looked up the median salary, hoping everybody would be making like three million. The median salary is eighty grand. Which what? Oh, that's I the know. median though. But there's got to be. I mean, it's millionaires who are living there. So maybe there's a part yeah, of yeah. But there's also people about. who work at the restaurants yeah, and everyone right. who supports yes. the millionaires. But George is from the millionaire era. Yeah. But uh, here's the here's the current demographic of people in Rye. Whiteys, there's 13,200. There's 989 oh Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know why read, they counted. I just read the next one. Yeah, two or more races. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Got a little Ben and Jerry's in you. Yeah. Got a cream-filled center. You got to pick two. Yeah. You can't just do, what are you, ham, pineapple? Huh? <laughs> you both? Ham and pineapple, Ben and Jerry's. No, I mean like the pizza. That's going to be Joe Biden's flavor. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Come on, man. Ham, pineapple. You don't like ham, pineapple? That's him trying to appeal to young people. <laughs> and pineapple pizza. <laughs> Bringing everybody together, man. Come on. Best state in the nation. He falls off a pogo everybody stick. Everybody loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, well, he shouldn't have been on it. Yeah, it's a pogo. Democrats, he shouldn't have been on it. The Republicans set him up. I bet he can't land a pogo. Who is he borrowing that pogo stick from? Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> Who bought it from Saudi Arabia. From Pogosaurus. Soros. <laughs> Pogosaurus. <laughs> That's how he made his money, you know. Bogos. Um, okay. Yeah. So there's there's fewer than a thousand Asians and two or more races. I like on the sense uh, whenever you fill out at the doctors are like Hispanic or cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Like, do they have that in other countries? In Sweden, Hispanic or not Hispanic? <laughs> there's no way. There's no way no, in no, Germany no, no, no. they have like uh, French or not French. We're the o- we got to be the only country. Yeah, that's with doing the stats. That's doing the Hispanic w- binary system. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Are you Hispanic? And then they separately have you put your race. Yeah, then you go. You got to go non-Hispanic. It's wild. They well, then what them. are you? Right. You're like, all right, I'm, I want to get my throat checked, urgent care. Do you have to put Hispanic twice if you are Hispanic? You got a Hispanic doctor, a guy who just knows, is the body that different if I am Hispanic? <laughs> Do you need to bring out a guy trained Let's in a see. different <laughs> field? I got an MD in Hispanic medicine. We need an Eldoradan doctor here, please, from yeah. the city of gold. Their skin's m- more like tortilla <laughs> than anything. So we really need You got to know, which, which type of skin? Corn or flour? Yeah, corn or flour. It's, uh, it's very detailed. You got to go to a whole different uh, escuela. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to send this guy to a hospital <laughs> for the proper treatment. Tratamiento. Nice. Yeah, um, we're pretty good at Spanish. We should try to do a whole app in Spanish. Sick. Uh, give me the uh, rest of the stats, though. And there's only 328 black people in Rye. Dude, Rye. So they, gotta like, they like their, uh, they know what they like in Rye. Yeah. <laughs> they like it white. They like it rich. So this is a neighborhood full of just uh, mostly rich whiteies. Right. Very, very rich. Who keep getting robbed by 328 <laughs> other people. <laughs> hey, you wanted the 328? 
That's the gang. <laughs> it's just every black person in Westchester has to stick together. Yeah. You got to believe that if you are black, you're looking up those stats before you move to a neighborhood. Oh, for sure. My black friends, when they tell me about things, they're like, I'm thinking about going to this place. And I'm like, oh, and they're like, no. And I was like, why? They're like, oh, I looked up on YouTube. It's not good for black people. I was yeah. Like, oh, I haven't thought about that yeah you're always like well is it like close to a train you know do they have a a, a pickleball court <laughs> you know, for us whites is there any how many frisbee golf courses am i near yeah i just want to know how many equinoxes is there a there? blick art nearby <laughs> is there is there an oxygen bar yeah what else do we have for what whites do is juice there a, is there like axe throwing uh yeah accessible by foot how many escape rooms are there <laughs> i want Multiple rooms to escape. And like the brunch scene. How is the brunch scene? How is the avocado Mark Vecchione toast? has a great joke about brunch, how it unites the races. He's like, because what do the white people love? Breakfast. White people love breakfast. And what do black people love? Being two hours late for shit. <laughs> <laughs> brunch. Okay, so that's, that's where, where uh, was, George is growing up. He's grown up in a very wealthy upstate New York. He went York to Harvard. Neighborhood. He went to University of California. Yeah. This guy is this guy's ivory tower. Yeah, he's in the elite. Ritzy. But everybody, every, every bunny... And everybody in this story that we talk about is came from wealth. Yes, I think maybe except for Amelia. She Amelia, maybe I don't think was modest. wealthy. I think she was like, yeah. yeah, I think they were born like in the middle of America. Right, right. And um, Kansas. So yes. So he, uh, so he got married in uh, 1911 to never forget to uh, <laughs> to Dorothy Dolfrey Binney, uh, daughter of another huge company, the uh, company that created Crayola, Binney and Smith. Yeah, she's a crayon queen. She's a crayon queen, baby. Yeah, that's what they called her around town, Cranny Smith. Cranny Smith. There we go. Yeah, hey, that's pretty that's good. Cranny Smith. I like that. Cranny Smith. There she goes. So he married a uh, Dolfrey, is what they called Dorothy Binney. Mm -hmm. Dolfrey. Dolfrey, <laughs> who came from big crayon money. And, uh, yeah, I did love, uh, I did used to love crayons. They're just satisfying to write with. Do you remember any of these retired colors? We looked up some retired colors. Yeah, I do have some retired colors. I don't know why, but, uh, why, yeah, I guess the box, you know, there's only so big a box. Yeah, and they you have You want to have choose. a standard 12. That's true. Here are the, some of the retired ones. We got thistle, tulip blue, <laughs> mulberry, orange yellow. Who are you to draw the crayon? <laughs> you must have it on your box. Take me out the box. <laughs> Orange yellow, I can't believe they took out. That was one of my favorites. Sorry, man. I didn't even know it was around. That's unbelievable. You're I just like mixing orange and yellow, making your own. I didn't really use crayons like that a much. Painter. Yeah. I didn't either, but whenever I did, I liked it. Okay. I actually felt like I could never make anything close to artistic with a crayon. Yeah. It's tough. It was it was yeah, it was like writing with your fist. Yeah. <laughs> I feel kind of like a caveman. Yeah, you can only do a circle. <laughs> I'd be like I would always make sure I drew the sun. That's a sun. Sun's always in the sun, corner. Sun is key. That's when you're young. You're always drawing a sun. Yeah. That's a good sun. Yeah. That's <laughs> Those are birds. That's a good sun. That's what I always wanted to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I never got it, so I just had to draw it. No, that's a good sun. Cute Pearl Jam. Jeremy Spoken. <laughs> I slipped my throat with a crayon. <laughs> you know that song's about a kid killing himself? Yes. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure the uh, reference was, was, was caught on you. I, uh... I wonder if they had any like. So this was 1911 that that crayons were popping off. Mm -hmm. So you got to imagine there's got to be some uh, some offensive some colors. dicey ones. Yeah, peach, pink, <laughs> barely legal peach. Yeah, <laughs> barely legal. Yeah, retired as soon as it was suggested. Privileged what? No, that's yeah. Butthole brown, pink. Butthole brown. Yeah, you know how butthole is kind of both. Yeah, yeah. It's been stained. You got light butthole, dark butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Light brown, dark brown. Was a bleach butthole. <laughs> they did have light gray. Uh, um, 
It's hard to come up with some canceled brand names. Yeah, we can keep going. We can keep going. Magic Mint, Blizzard Blue. I mean, these these. It's almost like if anyone should have been sued for making their uh, non-edible products sound edible, it's it's crayons. That's true. They didn't Magic th- Mint. Yeah, that's who's a not f- ice take cream a bite of flavor. <laughs> yeah, who's yeah. not going to get a few scoops? I wonder if adults were using crayons back then too, and they were mulberry. New. Everything is a food. Yeah, why don't you just call it pizza pie? <laughs> Ham, pink, <laughs> grape. I think grape is one. They had orange red too. God, they're really hating on the orange. They canceled a lot of blues as well. Oh yeah, mostly so blues. Many maize. Blues. One of them is maize. Yeah, it's corn. They're all foods. Yeah. That's probably why they retired them. Yeah, they're like too many people are dying from eating these specific grants. <laughs> we whittled it down. People are not eating butthole brown <laughs> yet. In the future, they will be. Right, but, but that's for now. That's good. That's yeah. safe for kids. Yes, yeah, during the, the Great Depression. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 eat the dog, then the crayons. Raw umber. What is umber? No idea. I know Amber. Oh, you know her? Amber Heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, she, we, she, we were pretty close during the trial. So you got two powerhouses coming together. That's oh a yeah. power couple right there. That's oh yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, she's an heiress to uh, art supplies. Crayola. And Crayola blew, blew up like immediately. Yeah. It's like Liquid Death. You know Liquid <laughs> Death, the water company? It went to like a billion. Of in course first I know it. Oh, it went really? to like a billion in the first year. That's insane. Yeah. I can't That's believe what I'm that. I can't believe that. I mean, I do, but like, it's so crazy that that was so I profitable. Know. It's just that, you water heard the marketing story, right? No. The whole marketing story is this guy who I think was already wealthy. Like, he probably was like in a Twitter or whatever, something like that. He created the water, and he, his marketing story was that uh, everything tries to promote as like a superfood right. or how good it is for you, so why not go the opposite? Right. Hence, liquid death uh, and like cigarettes. it blew up. I see. So so they get married. Um, is Dorothy cute? I can't. I don't remember. I, I think she's all right. Yeah, it's usually cute. Right. I think she's everyone a, in here a is a six. At least. Like a, she's a f- yeah, at minimum a patootie. <laughs> I think everyone in this story is a five or above. Yes. It's safe to say. Probably a six and above. Amelia? What's Amelia, though? Uh... Uh, no comment. Okay. <laughs> is there anything else that happens before they move to bed? Yeah, so for some reason, they move from Dorothy and uh, and George Palmer, uh, move to Arnold Palmer, uh, <laughs> ri- uh, from Rye, New York, to Bend, Oregon, mm-hmm. in the West Coast. I don't know why. Like, I he think gets he just a job, got a job a opportunity. Yeah, looking for the newest uh, color of crayon. Yeah, they got to go dig in the hills. Yeah, find some truffle, truffle color. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows what it looks like. You've just had a, a few pigs come back smelling delicious. <laughs> And we have to know what's making them smell so good. Uh, but they move to Bend, Oregon, and he, George, begins uh, a career as the editor and publisher of like the Bend Bulletin. Yeah, or some like bullshit local newspaper. And it's like there's only 300 people who live That's there. That's the crazy. So he becomes mayor. So they get married the year after he becomes mayor of mm-hmm. Bend from uh, 1912 to 1913. And you're like, oh, okay, mayor. That sounds pretty legit. He controls all the cops and firemen. Yeah. Um, but then. I looked into the what Bend is in 1904, which is eight years before he became mayor. It had 300 people and just was incorporated into a ta- into a city. wasn't even a city. It was just like a tent village. Yeah, I feel like he was. It was a bunch of caves. I feel like if you're mayor of a town that's 300 people, you're less of a mayor, more of like a student body president. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah. what do you really? I mean, my I high school know. had 500 people at it. Yeah, and I was VP, so yeah. I had more authority. I feel like I feel like 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 George, what's on the docket? And he's like, we're gonna plan winter social. It's gonna be fun, right? Yeah, it's and gonna be the cafeteria. Uh, dress code: women, no skirts above your knees, right? In Bend, it's gonna be the town mess hall. Yeah, I feel like they had a mess hall where everybody gathered for their rations. 
It was just like a soup line. Just serving square pizza. Your raccoon soup today. Oh, good. We got nice. some meat. Are you? I don't know why these they talk Palmer like that. Putnam? Is that the heiress to Cran? Yeah. Why do you guys live here? So they yeah they bought this like four thousand dollars house. Like when Chappelle moved to like Ohio. Ohio, yeah. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Well, they bought. I mean, I guess you know they they bought a big old house and uh, four thousand back then was like. I think at least a million or something probably crazy. Had, yeah, it, was probably, it was probably just really beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think and they're it, rich. I, it actually was. Bend is Bend is uh, nice, and they both like outdoorsy stuff. I yeah. think, and they would have. Um, Dorothy actually had like you know socials at the house and like had uh, parties and stuff. So she was trying to be like the mayor's wife, like entertaining people. Sure, and people really liked her. First she, lady. Every, she was very uh, affable. She knew a lot of stuff. She um yeah the first the first lady of Bend. <laughs> what an honor. Um, but through a bunch of parties and shit. Uh, yeah, the first mayor of Bend, just FYI, was uh, A.H. Goodwillie. Which, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's got to be a bummer if you have sex with him and you're like, oh, it's not even good. This is a bad willy. <laughs> it should have been A.H. Sad Willie. <laughs> this thing is bad willy. I do like an A.H. Uh, Tiny Hog. It must have been hilarious. Piglet. Times where those, those, are <laughs> those are people's last names. I know. I'm Zach Hickory Hog. There's so many weird names in this. There's a guy in Amelia Earhart's story named uh, D.L. Hoodless. <laughs> who found some bones on an island. They're like, maybe they're Amelia's. And he's like, I don't think they're Amelia's. They belong to a man of Eastern European descent. And then he threw out the bones. Whoa. <laughs> he just discarded conspiracy. them. It's crazy. Yeah. His name's Hoodless. Yeah, that's a lot of, that's a that's lot a of weird first draft last names yeah. back then. So he, he leaves the mayorage. Jo- George. George, wait, wait, wait. What's up? He was a mayor. Part, he leaves Ben to become a pub... Uh, Private secretary for women. I, I, yeah, the, oh, ma- the mayorage. Talking, I'm thinking of Wythicombe, sorry. It sounded like Back marriage. Up. Mayorage. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I thought you were skipping to marriage. I no, like, no, no. I was doing, no, 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 Chuck. It's a very real word called mayorage that sounds like marriage, but it ain't. Uh, well, he he was a one-year mayor. <laughs> he was married to the town for one year, <laughs> and then he divorced it. Um, and then he decided to be the private secretary of uh, James Wythicombe. Who is the governor of Oregon? I don't know what that means. How are you? Yeah, are there, is there a public secretary? <laughs> like someone who like keeps the calendar and it sits outside of his yeah. office, and, and then you do all the slimy shit. Yeah. What does Cheryl do? Uh, she just takes calls and you know manages my day. What about George? I always see him running around. <laughs> He's is always he in a, a tree uh, at a building your wife works at. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> He's camera. got binoculars and a black trench coat. <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah. Debbie gets me coffee. George spies on my wife. Yeah. He also gets me coffee, but he does. Yeah. It's <laughs> from my wife's of office yeah. to prove he was there. <laughs> to prove it. Yeah. That she's drinking. I need her lipstick on the cup. I need a lot. <laughs> yeah. That needs to be hers. <laughs> from the lipstick, I can tell if she's that kissed another man. Right. It's a little more faint today. Mm. That whore. Yeah. Fucking. I used to spy on that. I spied on my ex once. Oh no. For a long time. Private Not just once. <laughs> During the relationship, <laughs> I oh knew it was. Man. No, I had suspicion. Wow, gone guy. Suspicion. You're gone what? guy, gone girl. It's all she about t- a guy. She, she put all the stuff in my face. I had to do it. That's say hey, that's what happened in Gone Guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean the guy was oblivious and like not realizing his wife was like right there, tailing him. Dang. Anyway, no, my, so my so you uh, what you were in an ice cream van with a little headphones yeah. on and yeah. a satellite. <laughs> you had a team of a. Uh, Forest animals it's who were on your side. Actually, more just my O1 Camry. I couldn't afford a van. <laughs> right. Just in the front seat. Fully reclined. No tent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You're staring through like a submarine thing. <laughs> to see Out through the, the sunroof. <laughs> yeah. It's a bunch of straws I taped. Ah, I can't really see. Put some mirrors in the straws. <laughs> your mom's mirror. You know that mirror everybody has oh at the yeah. house? Yeah. That little square on the, the princess mirror. <laughs> 
<laughs> Who is that? It looks a lot like my boyfriend. Same license plate, Chucks. Forearm. With an X. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, What did you find? I just tried to see if she was hooking up with other guys because I had caught her. We had lived together, and then she was like, I want to live by myself. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh. that's a canary coming out coffin right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. And I was like, we could just break That's up. That's a de-escalation when you should have shot him. Yeah. And I was like, we could, this is breaking up. And she was like, no, I still want to be together. And I was like, I, am I, I was like, I caught a deleting text. Now she wants a different apartment. I was like, but I was mm. too sad. I was like, we, we should still be together because I was sad. Damn. And then I used to sneak to her new apartment because the back door was always, you could always, it needed a, a key fob, but you could pry it open with your fingers. Wow. Like the train doors. You know how a, a train yeah. door? <laughs> Wow. And uh, I would go to her the, her apartment and just listen. It was the only thing I could do to see if she was, like, having That's sex with a guy. Pretty creepy. Because I was like, you're deleting texts. You're getting a new place. How old I'm were you? 22. All right. It's young enough. All right. It and is, it's also it is young not ir- totally irrational. So what was it? What did you hear? I never heard anything. So oh, I was like, I can't catch you on this, but, like. I told the I told you a million times I would catch her deleting gr- group texts. Like, you'd see the bubbles. She would sure. like she would like go to the bathroom and like not leave. She would come home drunk, go to the bathroom, not close the door all the way because she was drunk. And I'd be like, and I'd peer in the bathroom, and she'd be sitting on the toilet just deleting texts. Interesting. And, and group I'd chats? see they'd be group chats because you could see the multi. Like I yeah, saw yeah, yeah. the multiple names, and I, Jeez, I was like, "This is a big crack." Then I'd you open got some good oh eyes, yeah, dude. Yeah, she's, she's not no, noticing she this. What is she like stash. showing her your cards? I want you to win. Go fish. Yeah. Like, what you, this is crazy. Yeah, How can dude. you see all this shit? Well, the toilet was n- right near the door. You see your shit. I saw. You're like another girl poop. <laughs> <laughs> and then I opened the door once, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And she was like, "I'm doing." And I was like, "You're deleting group text." And she goes, "It's not a group text. It's one person." I go, uh, well, "That's worse." No, this is what it was. She was deleting people. It was a guy's names, and I was like, uh, "What are you doing?" She goes, "Nothing. It's a group text." And I go, "Sweet group name, John." I was like, what a good group. That's a good name for a group. John Ever. Big Cock John. Yeah, I like that name. Interesting. Okay. Can I be a part of it? Or Anyway, let's get back into that. Uh, okay, so 1916 moves back to New York as a publisher in his family business. Goes back to the family. 1916, World War One breaks out. This guy's serving in the military. Oh, serves yeah. Serves in World War One. Then, as every rich kid gets to, he gets to go on an expedition, baby. Mm. He goes to Canada. More to than a vacation. I mean, that's. I would love to go on an expedition. It's a vacation where you get logged into the annals of history. Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. He went to to ba- get logged in the history annals. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to get locked. Hey, man, that's what we're doing with this pod. We are. We're we're, uh, logging. we're priming the hole right now. <laughs> um, but he goes to. We're uh, just we're just rimming history's annals right now. We're gonna uh-huh, get in there soon. Um, <coughs> okay, so he gets allowed to go on this expedition in 1926 under the sponsorship of the American Museum of Natural History. He led an expedition to the Arctic up to the west coast of Greenland. Then the following year, he headed another expedition for the American Geographic Society to collect wildlife specimens on Baffin Island in Canada. How do you get all this? He had connections. His granddad got the museum connections through the Mets. Of course, all these rich people are going to be connected. They're going to have sweet. I think he like was one of the founders of the Met or something. I mean, he th- these people are great. big. You know, he's he's big cran married to big museum, mm-hmm. which is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want a cran in a museum. I don't know. That's they'll tackle you right all over if the you, walls. If, if, if you sh- if you show up with a cran, you're getting tackled by somebody 
you know, wearing What do you a, think of that form of protest, by the way, that people are doing, like throwing soup on art? I, I mean, I, I think it's a waste of soup. Me too. And uh, that's my biggest problem with it. Um, don't they usually have glass over the art, though? Yeah. So it, like, doesn't even matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's stupid. It's dumb. It's stupid. Okay, let me tell you some of the... I couldn't find the animals that he did expedite. (laughs) 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 That he two-day shipped back (laughs) to become invasive. (laughs) Is he the guy who introduced iguanas to Florida? Because they're invasive, and you can kill them. You can kill them. I know. There's all these videos of people killing them. It's crazy. People have no sympathy for that. They're majestic. They're beasts. I think they're beautiful, but when you live there, I think they're annoying. It's like kangaroos in Australia. They're like, ah, fuck them. And you're like... Dude, there's a video of Woody Allen from the 1960s in a boxing ring with a kangaroo they doped up, and he's like boxing the kangaroo. It's wild. Jeez. I'm like, why? This kangaroo is pretty trained pretty well. And all the comments were like, he's on ketamine. He's doped yeah. up. He's like, he's in a K-hole right now. Yeah, he doesn't, he's know, a, he doesn't know where he is. He's having an existential crisis. Yeah, he's already KO'd. Also, that would be something you'd see on an acid trip is looking at Woody Allen in boxing gloves. <laughs> in, in short shorts and big red hands. Yes, yeah, so he was like pawing at the kangaroo. And there's like a, ah. there's a kangaroo that he kind of he throws a few punches at Woody. Which I'm like, you know, good for you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Which I assume was his name. First name, Kangaroo. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Last name, Jack. Okay, so these are some of the animals that he could have uh, found in the back. So what do you mean he could have found? Are these animals just indigenous to these places? Yeah, well, I looked up the animals that were discovered. So By be- him? I, I don't I didn't know if they were uh, by him. I okay. so I then I found through the history of the Baffin Island, these are what the Okay, the ba- yeah, yes. the native islands that people did discover. Uh, I understand. Okay. The caribou, polar bear. Arctic fox, Arctic wolf, and Arctic lemming. Narwhal. I hope oh to God he found a narwhal, man, dude. Yeah. Brought one of those babies back home. I th- <laughs> Brought a narwhal over his shoulder. Big horn. Hey, baby, look what I found. Just I wouldn't out. even believe. I'd be like, you you carved some wood and put it in a fucking whale. A doofus whale. Yeah. A narwhal. <laughs> yeah. a narwhal was like, ooh. Yeah. Big bulbous head. Yeah. I think this whale's sick. I would love to see video his of a... spine's <laughs> coming out of his face. I would love to see a video of a narwhal. I think they were discovered actually like uh, in Norway. <laughs> no, I really think. Is that a yoga class? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's $90 in Soho. Uh, yeah, they, I think I think maybe by like the Viking Scandinavian people or, or in Canada by like o- earlier. I think there's like paintings of narwhals from okay. like the 1800s. Okay, so maybe these were just, I don't know. Maybe I mean, it would be sick. I Look, I'm here to talk about narwhals all day, but... <laughs> I uh, I don't know if he discovered them because I, I feel like I've seen old art cave it's paintings of of uh, slippery th- unicorn dolphins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think these were just things that were discovered yeah. on the bath. I don't know if it was him, but I just hope that he found. A I narwhal. bet you can't have a narwhal in the aquarium. He'd probably bust out. <laughs> he's got a you know he's got a drill. Just a day. He's got a dr- yeah. He's got a just drill in his uh, yeah. face, and it probably spins. Yeah, that hidden be talent. Be like if you send a prisoner to if you send a guy to prison with a spoon coming out of his yeah. forehead. Probably be like we gotta put him. Where we put this guy. I just saw this TikTok of them catching a guy escaping in the pipes. Whoa! It was uh they dug underground <laughs> to like the sewage pipe or whatever he got yeah. into, and they sliced around the tube, and then they're like one, two, three, and they lift it off, and it's just. Here and they live, and he's just going crazy. Yeah. Holy shit, man, that's got to feel bad to get that far covered in poop and go back to jail. Yeah, Oof. that's rough. Would he get stuck? 
I think he got stuck because oh, his face looked like he was he looked like he was probably gonna die. He probably needed help. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, thank God you're yeah. taking me to jail. Yeah. I go back. Damn. All right. Well, so what what else we got in uh, the? Uh, we got the orca, the beluga. I mean, a lot of fun whales. A lot of fun whales up in Baffin. All right. So after he goes to the Arctic and he's you know cataloging these narwhals and flowers and everything, I think he actually did discover a flower. I think he, George Putnam did discover a, f- a genus of flower or something. Oh, wow. I, I looked it up. It's, oh, yeah, you the know, Palmer it's, Rose. It's, it's cute. <laughs> he being serious. <laughs> um, yeah, the palmsetta. <laughs> In 1929, he published a book called We, about all the uh, trips to the bathroom Charles takes. Uh, about <laughs> Charles, it was worth it. About Charles Lindbergh's solo transatlantic flight from NYC to Paris, which is so fucking pretentious. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. It was we. Tweem. Tweem. There's a... <laughs> you can't spell tweem without we. Without weem. <laughs> and no, a no, T no. in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I guess tweem would be... Yeah, tweem works. Nice. Um, it was very successful, tweem. It sold uh, 650,000 copies, earning a modern-day cool three and a half <laughs> mil. That's crazy. That's ice cold. Yeah, probably nothing to him too. Probably nothing to George. This guy's rich. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I it's, that's got to be pretty good. I wonder how much of the cut that he got, because that's how much it made for the author. So for the publishing company, they they must have made you know, what? It, yeah, what's at least half that? I don't know how much. I mean, do, were publishing companies uh, taking advantage back then? No, it can't be half. They raking nuts. everybody over the coals. Twenty percent. Let's say, what if it was 20%? I love raking over the coals. It's a great expression. Oh, no, yeah. I had my therapist tell me that. Don't rake yourself over the coals. I was like, oh, you oh, know what I, like oh, I do want to hear about it. I had a 15 minute. No, I just had oh, the 15 minute. Turn into 30 because I'm a cool guy. Yeah, sure. I'm going tomorrow for the first time. Yeah. Woohoo. Hell yeah. Since I was 20. It's going to be good. Um, Every 10 years, I go to therapy for eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fixed. Got fixed Taking up. It's like an oil out. change. See you when I'm 40. Um, <laughs> no, Therapy doesn't work. Every 10 years, my life gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot. In 1927, uh, Binny, his wife, I'm going to point <laughs> at you aggressively. Binny was taking trips to South America, slashing for the rainforest, looking for the next crayon. Uh, you know, <laughs> dog dick red. And uh, you can only find it <laughs> in certain jungles. Meets George Weymouth, this strapping young stud, starts an affair with him, who later Whoa. becomes the son's, their son, uh, Benny and George's tutor. Mm. And this kid is uh, is like 19 years younger. Um, Jeez, so he's really robbing the cradle. She's robbing the cradle, and we can get into that a little bit more in their in their relationship. But so he's published the book. He's successful. Benny's taking trips to South America. You know, she's porking the uh, the ninos. And uh, I mean, she's like forty, and this this kid's like maybe nineteen or something, twenty. I mean, it's probably pretty hot. Oh yeah, but she he's probably doing it for the dinero. This kid, yeah, for the Verde card. Yeah, you <laughs> absolutely salsa Verde card. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the pico, the huevos ran frios, <laughs> the huevos land of the frios. Um, yeah, hold on. Yeah, here we go. Freedom con queso. <laughs> <laughs> So, th- so, th- so they're doing all that. And in 1928, Putnam meets Amy Guest, who is one of my favorite characters. She had originally wanted to fly transatlantic, but her family is like, one, first of all, you're not a pilot. And two, <laughs> you're literally a billionaire. So, um, so they, the family was like, we need to find, quote, an American girl of the right type. Mm. And lo and behold, they find the obscure aviatrix tying up cucks in the sky, Amelia Earhart. Through George. 
through George. They tasked Amy, George. Yeah. Because yeah. of the success with the book We, Amy contracted George Palmer Putnam. She's like, what if we? What if? And he's like, I see what you did there, Amy. <laughs> I will find you a worthy lady for the sky yep. of your choice. Uh-huh. There's actually a lady I know about coming up in the ranks right now. Oh She's yeah. been in the studio for a while. She's logged 500 hours of flight. She's about to reach cruising altitude. You're going to yeah. want to catch you her on the way to the stratosphere. She's going to be. She's a rising star. She's not at 10,000 yeah. yet. We're going to get past this. Haley's Comet. Then she's some angel investors. Oh yeah. Before she reaches the heavens. Well, she yeah, she's going to need some angels. I feel like that's what they were. I because Amelia was this badass tomboy. Oh yeah. Who was? I feel like they're like, you want somebody to go transatlantic? We got the evil Knievel of the sky. <laughs> right. That's 500 million school buses. She's jumping. <laughs> we got to get her. And Amy was like, "That's a great idea, George." Yeah. Go and get her. Yeah, absolutely. So but yeah, they ca- you can't put a billionaire on the plane. No, their lives are, I mean, their lives matter back then. Right. You can't risk BLM. It. Yeah, billionaire. <laughs> billionaire lives matter. I think Amy was just trying to fly them to the island where they can fuck all the mm-hmm. kids, you know? And Let's they're see like, if... Uh, they're like, no, no, I mean, I like that you're trying to DIY this, but we need to outsource. Yeah. To somebody who's not going to ask too many questions. Maybe that's why Amelia disappeared. They were training her. Yeah, maybe she found out. To go to Epstein Island, and she's like, what the fuck is this? And they're like... I'm gonna send you on a trip you never come back from. Yeah, let's uh, make sure and uh, make sure to have somebody else fill up our gas. <laughs> oh, don't worry, it's all melted crayons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, that smells just like gas. The first plane that had the colors coming out of it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so beautiful. They don't think it's an emergency. They're ready to message. Oh, blue help. <laughs> blue help. Is that orange yellow? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like an Arizona sky. <laughs> It's so funny. She was like, I want to do it. And they're like, are you fucking stupid? Yeah, you're a rich heiress. Yeah, they're like, we need someone whose life is more disposable. How about this uh, Amelia Earhart? Yeah, she's from the middle of America. Yeah, she's, she's from Kansas. Nobody's going to miss her. Yeah, she doesn't want to get married anyway. She's no use to any man. That's right. And uh, so Put her in the sky. See so if she makes it. So Putnam scouts Amelia as a good candidate. And um, they get together, and they're kind of talking about the flight and like how they can promote the flight and everything. And they, f- they, find they, they find out that they share a lot of common interests. Like, they like hiking, swimming, camping, all this outdoorsy stuff, right? And uh, remember, he's still married to uh, Doffrey at this point, who's, who's shagging a yeah. hot Latino down in uh, Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And Earhart completes her flight across the Atlantic, and Putnam offers to write... Oh, this is, this is your section. I'm sorry. Oh, this guy, go ahead. Putnam offers to write her book, um, says it'll be easier to write if they shack up. Mm-hmm. If you come over and live at my house yeah, while come I'm over, still Yeah, come over. Come on. We'll write your book. We'll sounds study for like chemistry. Sounds like he knew about the affair. If he's, uh, maybe this is a little uh, game he's playing with yeah, the wife. Yeah, I mean, the affair with Weymouth started... Uh, I think like a year before this was going on. Mm-hmm. So he she's taking it. trips to South America. She's coming back smelling like, you know, Southern Hemisphere penis. Yeah, he's probably like, wow, smell. you sure uh, go to South America <laughs> a lot. I'm going to go get some milk. <laughs> a week later, she yeah. comes back with a tan. You won't believe this. The only milk <laughs> was in Guadalajara. <laughs> really, babe? <laughs> it was all I could find. Yeah. So their romance kind of begins when uh, when he's writing the book. So the book is called 24 Hours, 40 Minutes. It's the first book written about Amelia Earhart that was published by Putnam. She was the first woman ever to fly across the Atlantic from Newfoundland, Canada to Wales. And by fly, I mean be flown. Not a lot of people know that she was just a passenger mm-hmm. in this transatlantic flight, which is like insane to me that she gets a book deal off of just riding shotgun. Yeah, it's pretty funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is she doing? She's like, can I have the ox? They're like, yeah. no, Amelia. <laughs> Come on, I got this new song. I want to play it for you guys. <laughs> She's actually a DJ. Yeah. She's trying to promote her hits. Yeah. Let's put in this mixtape. They're like, why are you here? Amelia, what? You're annoying. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's just in it and they're like, oh, they're writing a book about me. And the pilot's like, what? Yeah, they're like, you get the book? What, I'm flying. Yeah, it's it's kind of like um, just being a passenger. It's like, let's see how the female body holds up yeah, at high altitude. It's like putting a chimp in a spaceship. Yeah, You're let's, like, just let's just see what happens. Let's just see if their heart rate goes up, if their boobs get bigger like we hope. <laughs> right, right. It'd be funny if that worked. <laughs> That's the procedure. Uh, Cynthia went to the sky last week, if you know what I mean. <laughs> she is looking great. Oh, she looks great. Have you uh, flown recently? <laughs> Your tits are huge. Tits are huge. No, I'm just pregnant. Oh, so you're not allowed to fly. Yeah. Because they get too big, they blow up. <laughs> Malfunction. Yeah. R.I.P. They say the first person that died pours them out. <laughs> yeah, or you know first when you go, you know when you go up in a plane and a water bottle gets all like, yeah, like, like all crinkled. Yeah. Yeah. Your boob. You're like, is it gonna go back to normal? You're like, just uncork the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> you flick it down in the air. Gets in there. <laughs> nice. It's like an air mattress. So at first, when I read this whole passenger thing, I was like, this is ridiculous. She's getting a book deal. She's famous. I mean, she even kind of felt like a fraud for just not being a passenger and mm-hmm. not being the one to fly it. But uh, actually... It turns out that she was the aircraft commander. So meaning that she any decision on the plane that had to go through her, she wasn't touching the controls. Aircraft commander. Yeah, exactly. Commander. She yeah. was the first female boss in the sky. She's not serving salads, baby. No. She's giving orders. Yeah, she's not a stewardess. She's the CEO. That's right. Of the clouds. Of the skies. <laughs> she's the cloud executive officer. She doesn't want to touch those nasty controls, <laughs> but she can if she needs to, and she'll fly it better than you. Yeah. She is a sky dom. Sky mommy. <laughs> Anything with mommy just really uh, makes me laugh. Also, flight she, Yeah, she's got to keep those soft lady hands. You know oh what I mean? Yeah. You gotta, uh, it is cool, though, that she was like above them. I wonder if she literally sat above them. You know, like Captain uh, Kirk in like, a little command yeah, chair? Yeah, yeah. I don't think the plane was no. <laughs> set up like that. Maybe she sat on a book. And this is all interesting because with the era of flight, women could get involved in flying planes basically because it was so new that men hadn't found a way to keep women from doing it. It wasn't historically male because it was so new. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of funny that they're like, ah, we didn't think of this. They're like, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think my wife wanted to get up there. Yeah. Right? It's if frightening. They would have done it correctly. They would have implemented implemented something for like the ladies to uh, not be able to fly. Like The only way you can start a plane is by a little plugging the dick in. You got to insert the dick. You got to get fully hard. That's what you gotta, yeah. Certain men can't fly. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm getting surgery. I'm gonna be. It's like you're colorblind, yeah. or you have too small of a dick to fly. Just tell it. We'll tell everybody you're colorblind. Okay. I, it's kind of like a, I picture like the pinball insert. You know, when your mm-hmm. ball gets one of your balls gets locked in. Yeah, exactly. You gotta lock it in at all times. It's like the F45 pilots when they get that suction cup. Right. You gotta put something on the head. <laughs> you uh, you you get home. Your wife's like, hey, can we uh, maybe fool around? You're like, sorry, I logged a lot of miles. My dick. He's pretty sorry. tired. Took a lot of G's today. <laughs> Took a lot of G's. Can't take any P. V. You believe this. Can't take any V. Todd, last flight didn't clean out the dick helmet. It's like an old pair of AirPods up there. I think they're yellow. Jesus Christ. Dorothy's like, Todd, yellow. That's a good color. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, also, wait. So what? So when when was the era where women, uh, men and, you know, people, when did they have open air convertible airplanes? I don't know when that was. You know what I mean? Is that was that ever real? I think so. The biplane and stuff like that. Because when you started with the uh, the Wright brothers, it was like a lawn chair. Yeah, they were stapled they were to a glider. Exposed. Oh yeah, and they crashed and like broke every bone in their body a few times. Well, sometimes I think one of them yeah had a. How had a bad long one. did it take for people to be like let's and let's kind of 
make let's carify this. Yeah. Yeah, you're riding a horse in the sky at first. <laughs> yeah, it's just open air. It was really just a magic carpet. Right. You're just on that thing. <laughs> just birds hitting you in the yeah. face. Oh god. Like that's like because remember like in movies and stuff, they have like uh even I think in that movie that um uh Dun Dunkirk. You remember you remember you see Dunkirk? Oh shit! I think the pilots are open air. I don't know if they are though. But I, yeah, they have the leather caps yeah, and the, yeah. guy, the weird the old football school, goggles. Like the old school football uniforms is what it looks right, like. Right, and a scarf. Yeah, you know, gets <laughs> caught in the engine. You <laughs> 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 just get lynched by the propeller. Oh, maybe we should not do the scarf. Yeah, it's like an Incredibles. No scarves. With it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I gotta believe they got out of that pretty quick. They're yeah. like, let's put a windshield on. Yeah, please. You know, to shield the wind. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! It oh also, fuck. there's wind in the sky. <laughs> I thought at a certain level. I thought we could escape it. I thought it was only ground wind. <laughs> Holy shit! There's wind up here too. <laughs> there's wind in like a lot of bugs. <laughs> so many bugs in the sky. Where's heaven? <laughs> I thought. I, I wouldn't you think that like one of the first people to go to ten thousand feet, they're like God. It's me, Amelia. Especially because it does look like you're in heaven. You ever look at the plane window oh, sometimes? Course. You're like, that's heaven. Yeah. If heaven existed, it'd be this. Every time I'm in a flight and it's a nice day, I'm looking for a harp and a baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With wings, you know, peeing on a, I don't know, a drinking fountain, I guess. You know, the babies are always like, I feel like people use that water. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you, if you like, what is that a sculpture of? Like, you go to the real place that this art was modeled off of. You're like, where are they peeing? <laughs> Just <laughs> into like the communal. Yeah, is it just a trough? Bath, yeah. Yeah. Feeds in everybody's shower or something. I once uh, saw a comedian. His first joke was, uh, he just opens up with, "How come there's never any water fountains with girls pissing?" <laughs> it's good. Tell me that one. I know. I thought you would forget it. Yeah, because you need a big basin. It's not yeah. as directional. Also, well, yeah, it's not going to be a straight stream. It's just going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there should be sprinklers, statues <laughs> with girls peeing. You know, you oh, can water your whole lawn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the labia is yeah. the is the <laughs> wand <laughs> yeah. that waves around. His <laughs> kids jumping through it. <laughs> <laughs> the sprinkler of life. <laughs> okay, so they start dating. Who starts dating? <laughs> uh, so Amelia's living with George Palmer Putnam. They finish the book. They oh yeah, they are bunking up. They're living in the house. Yeah, I don't think she ever moved out because now they start dating. There's a, well, there's a divorce. There is a divorce. Dorothy comes back at some point. Divorces uh, George Palmer Putnam. Cacao. Apparently. She moves out during a house party. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Middle of a house party. And, and I think Rye. They yeah. moved back to. So you got to wonder what that looked like. Yeah. Was it like was she being a real bitch about it? Was she moving like a couch downstairs in front of everybody? Right. With her <laughs> new South American helpers. Right. Just has the whole familia. <laughs> she, com- she comes back with a band of Oompa Loompas <laughs> to help yeah. her out. Move She's everything. only speaking Spanish. You're like, right. you're not. Stop. Andale, arriba. Yeah. La sofa es arriba. Yeah, George is like, donde esta mi esposa? Quien es this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> or did they have a, a Rye Gatsby style mansion where she just kind of like yeah. snuck out the window or like went through the pool just, house? Yeah, she's throwing uh, all of her clothes out the window, rappels down a sheet. Yeah. There's so, I d- there's so many ways she could have made a big scene or she could have like secretly like snuck a microwave out, you know, just piecemeal one at a time. Or was she kind of half and half? Was she like pretending to be like a hostess of the party and be like, I'll be right and back. And slowly shuffling things yeah, out. I'll They're right like, <laughs> Let me get that for you. Why do you have all the silverware on that platter? <laughs> Where's the lamp going? Yeah. Uh, don't Who worry. ordered the lamp? <laughs> You're drunk. You're drunk. You're drunk. You're the one stealing. Could, You're the one stealing from your own house. Was there an ottoman? I had my feet on an ottoman like a minute ago. <laughs> I wonder if it was just like one box, sure, like a oh cardboard yeah. box filled with trophies and 
you know, like a little stress ball, like from your office. You yeah. Keyboard in there. Dildo. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it's still vibrating on the way out. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. I'm keeping the dildo. The family dildo. <laughs> Looks like a big crayon. Dorothy filed for divorce under failure to provide. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. That dick. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It is It, it is definitely weird. was parentheses. That dick. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't request alimony because she had her own uh, crayon money. Thank God. So, I mean, yeah, she uh, she realized she didn't really love him. You know, she was trying to escape the marriage. And I think she was grateful that Amelia had come along and yeah. kind of swooped up George. By the way, oh, we got to talk about this. Amelia and Dorothy were friends. Yeah. They hung out. Dorothy helped finance Amelia's book, writing the uh, 24 hours and uh, 40 minutes. So, mm-hmm. like, she just threw a bunch of money at George and Amelia and was like, I'll see you guys later. And then went to South America and stuff. But she also, like, hung out with Amelia, bunked with her in Boston for, uh, like, six days, you know? Maybe she tried some. Maybe she tried a little bit. Maybe she tried some Earhearts. Yeah, come yeah. on. You got to get a little curious. A little Airhead? <laughs> <laughs> she dedicated the, uh, Amelia dated, dedicated the book to, to Benny. Yeah, so it probably was fine. And they flew in a, a plane together. It was like a little two-seater. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it was, I think everyone was kind of like, let's just do a little swappy, yeah. swappy Wife swap. right here. Wipe swap. Yeah. yeah. In that she becomes your wife and I get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so I swap myself out. I go down to Chile. Yeah, I just tag her Jorge. in. Yeah, she just was like, I'm just going to interview you to see yeah. if you could be a replacement wife. And I think it's going to work. I think it's going to be good. I'll move out during his birthday party and you be the wife. Yeah, it's crazy. So she moves to Reno, by the way. Very strange. Yeah. But she must, it, it must, she probably was the reason they moved to Ben then. If then, if then she moved to Reno. She's got she some probably strange... Yeah. Uh, choices. She's like, cheapest place to live. It's the biggest little city in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Dorothy. So they start dating. Yeah. They it, they pretty much start dating. Oh, Putnam and... Uh, Putnam and Amelia start dating almost immediately. After the this divorce. Is, this is 1929. Yeah, that's the thing about Putnam, as we'll learn. He does not wait for the body to go cold. No. Before he... Uh, but we'll talk about that. He's, so very, he's very quick with his uh, marriage, finding a wife. Hey, you got to have a wife. Courting a wife. You got to have a wife back then. Yeah. And it doesn't, there was nothing spoken about like a flame. A flame. It just kind of seemed You're like right. they could help each other out. She's like, uh, you know who she's like? She's like Alex Honnold. Who's that? The free solo guy. Uh, who also has a girlfriend who's like first love is climbing. And then, you know, after Cinnamon Toast Crunch, it's his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> He's always eating bowls of cereal in oh his van. Really? I think so. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I feel like that's like Amelia's first and main love is flying. Yeah. And um, they had like similar interests, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's it's kind like of like you see someone's Tinder profile and you're like, my dream girl. Yeah. And <laughs> she likes adventures and traveling. Cool. By and herself, though. <laughs> so they start dating. We find out they they don't get married until 1932. But their marriage could have been an open one. Oh, yeah. The thing about Amelia is she's a very liberal and progressive lady, especially for her time. As oh, we yeah. talked about, Chick was a tomboy. She didn't need no man. She wanted to do her own thing. She wanted to be captain of the skies. And when it came to marriage, she didn't like the traditional idea of it because of all of her values. She didn't want to just be a wife. And she right. wrote a letter to George that probably, I mean, we're going ahead. It's probably oh, open. Hit, hit me. Hit me. All right. Let me read the letter. Let's uh, read parts of it. Okay. We'll go re- paragraph by paragraph. All right. Dear GPP. <laughs> Loving. It doesn't really ra- have a ring to it. GPP. Dear GPP, there are some <laughs> things in which should be writ before we are married. Things we have talked over before, most of them. This is like a roommate agreement. I know. This is like a strange. Yeah, this is going to be taped to the fridge. It's probably where he <laughs> <I> found it. <laughs> 
The lasagna is mine. If I catch you eating it again, I swear to God. FYI, dear GPP, you must know again my reluctance to marry. My feelings that, sh- that shatter there by chances in work, which means most to me. Whew, this lady was born in she Kansas. She's laying it down. I feel the move just now as foolish as anything I could do, including fly train across the u- universe <laughs> <laughs> straight to the ocean. Um, I know there may be compensations. Wow, what a way to talk about your love. I know you go down on me every week, every <laughs> other week maybe, but uh, but have no heart to look ahead. On our life together, I want you to understand I shall not hold you to any medieval code medieval. of faith. Medieval. Oh, is that medieval? Yeah, medieval. Medieval code. She's a, you know, she's not a writer. Yeah. On our life together, I want you to understand I shall not hold you to any medieval. Oh, my God. On our life together, I want you to understand I shall not hold you to any medieval code of faithfulness to me, nor shall I consider myself bound to you similarly. If we can be honest, I think the difficulties which uh, arise may be avoided should you or I become interested deeply or in passing in anyone else. Boom. There's your smoking gun right there. Yeah. She's like, look, if I meet somebody in Tijuana on a layover and he's chill. <laughs> I'm a fuck. If he's got a room for the night. I'm going to land my plane. Come on. Yeah. If he's giving me a hanger, I'm going to slide on in. I gotta. It only makes sense. It's kind of. It feels like an athlete thing. Or it's kind of like, like, look, look, I'm a fucking, I'm in the NBA. Yeah. It's getting thrown at me, so I can't. Yeah, just I need a dick traffic controller at yeah, this point. Come on, there's too many peens. I coming can't just at me. let George Paul's penis in me. <laughs> George Paul, he's like a beetle. Um, please let us not interfere with each other's work or play, nor let the world see our private joys or disagreements. Well, sorry, Amelia, we're reading this letter. <laughs> in this connection, I may have to keep some place where I can go to be myself now and then, for I cannot guarantee to endure at all times, the confinement of even an attractive cage. I mean, this lady gets it. Yeah. She's like, we're getting married, separate houses. I can fuck other people. I love you. But, I mean, she doesn't say that. Yeah. Um, I must exact a, cr- a cruel promise, and that is you, and that is you will let me, g- she needs some fucking commas. Mm-hmm. I must exact a cruel promise, and that is you will let me go in a year if we find no happiness together. Very reasonable. I will try to do my best in every way and give you that part of me you know and seem to want. I mean, this is this is a lo- th- I mean, there's a few responses on on Twitter that you know people are talking about this letter. Some of them are like, she didn't love him, she never loved him. You know, he uh, he published her book, he helped her out, uh, but she's not really in this. And other people who are like, no, this is just like a woman who doesn't want to be tied down. You know, you can't do you tie think? down a bird. You got to fly away. What do you think? I mean, after reading this letter again, I actually I know, am kind of in both camps. It it's not like great. Yeah, it does seem like she doesn't have too much love. The second yesterday, I was like, she just wants. Yeah, me too. And then I read it again. I'm like, this lady is not in love. No, not at all. But they did stay together. Also, I wanted to know if there's another document, like a second page that just like talked about her kinks, (laughs) talked about their agreements in bed. What he must do. Yeah. Look, if we are to be married, you will wear the goggles. (laughs) You will put on the scarf (laughs) and you will not stop until it is drenched. (laughs) (laughs) You will go down me as I ascend. (laughs) He's like, what does that even mean? I'm climbing. I'm climbing. <laughs> <laughs> We've reached. Uh. Yeah, a little kink list. I mean, this this is pretty official. And uh, but George agreed to these terms. He was cool with that. He. Oh, I mean, he was the perfect guy to have these terms. He looked like a businessman who knew what was up. <laughs> he did. He knows what's up. He probably read that and was like, "I know what's up." <laughs> Look, Amelia, I know what's up. I'm wealthy. You should have written his eulogy. Yeah, George. He was a businessman. George knew what was up. Who knew what was up? And it was Amelia. She was always up. She until was up. she wasn't. Until she wasn't. Maybe she's still up there. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she got stuck in a, <laughs> in a loop, <laughs> in a glitch. Maybe she got stuck in, in heaven. In a glitch cloud. 
<laughs> those, are, uh, those are the hardest ones to find. <laughs> so right after they got married, Amelia, they did not have a honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Just kind of furthering their whole, like, this is pseudo-business. Yeah. Like, we fuck, we have a document. That's kind of our relationship. Uh, right after the marriage, Amelia had to go on a nine-day cross-country tour promoting auto gyros, which were kind of like pine box derby versions of helicopters. It was like a helicopter yeah, if you cut, cut off the back and replaced it with like a piece of cardboard. Yeah, it's very strange looking. Like the back moves with it. It's, yeah. like, it's like half animal, half uh, machine. Pretty cool. And uh, so she was promoting those, which I don't know who's buying those. And uh, beech nut chewing gum. You love beech nut? You're going to love these auto gyros. <laughs> no, nothing tastes better than beech nut on an auto gyro. People are like, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what any of this means. Sorry, babe, can't have sex. Got to get in this half a copter and chew some gum for America. They need me, George. You can't go to Acapulco. He's like, every wife keeps leaving me. Yeah. <laughs> they have no honeymoon. And, uh, you know, basically, George sets up all of her tour dates, speaking arrangements. She goes to colleges, you know, goes to Purdue, speaks at women's conferences and stuff. And her, uh, the reason that she's able to make a career out of flying is because of George. He has the connections and mm-hmm. he has the business acumen. I mean, he's a businessman who knows what's up. And that's, I mean, that's about as good as it gets when it comes to uh, Amelia. So I think they had a pretty good partnership. And to their credit, you know, we can say everything about their, um, her willingness to not enter into a marriage. Sorry, her reluctance to enter a marriage or these weird terms. But she never exited it. That's true. They were together until she departed. I mean, unless until she took off her one last time. Unless that's why she flew away, but I wouldn't think. I think maybe. I, think she, I, I, I mean, I have my own theories about She probably would have told him. Yeah. She's direct. Who do you know about this Noonan guy? Fre- Fred Noonan. Who I don't know too him. much about the Noonan. I couldn't find the, the co-pilot. Yeah. No, there wasn't actually a lot about him. Maybe um, he was, uh, you know. Um, so he does all the promo work for her. He gets her famous. They're married for six years. And I think there's no reason to think that they weren't happy. I mean, if they didn't get a divorce, <laughs> seems like she would have divorced him. I agree. Uh, in a heartbeat, I unless agree. maybe they got their finances tied up, and she did say they didn't want their private disagreements to be uh, aired. Yeah. You know, it's so funny when you die; people can just publish your letters. I know. Everything it's a little crazy. Is, everything goes when you die. Yeah. Your cares are dead. Yeah. Come on. Let's see how big his dick was. Let's try to talk about him and uh, become popular comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Let's read this letter that she never wanted anybody to read. In the hopes it gets views. Yeah, what about Zach and C? What about ZC? ZCP, Zach and Chuck's pod. Citizens for uh, the indecent exposure of people's letters incorporated. So they're married for six years. You know, she's. they had other books, like, uh, what, the fr- the fun of it? Yeah, there were other books that were written about she's her. She's writing books George. about, you know, how she uh, got turned on to flying and how the vibrations and made her feel good in her lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> and her little sky diary. Uh, yep. She had Leaking some, some passages. She had some sky diarrhea. Yeah. Probably. Oh, by the way, she's not like a, I always thought Amelia Earhart was like this dumb bitch who got lost. Yeah, no, she was like That's very not accom- true. I know. She was very accomplished. Yeah, and smart. she flew across the Atlantic. She did it by herself uh, again after she was, you know, just a pasajero. Oh, she did actually the first transcontinental flight mm-hmm. from LA to like, um, you know, New York or something, um, which I think was the longest flight at that time. Uh, for anybody. So she's setting all these records. She goes trans-Pacific. And then she's like, let's go Let's go trans-global. Let's mm-hmm. do a trip around the equator. And so she maps out this whole thing. And um, see the plane they took? Sick. Big old plane. Yeah, it's an Electra. It cool. Yeah. Can carry a thousand pounds of fuel. Whoa. Yeah. Half thousand t- pounds of crayon. Half a, t- half That's a ton a lot of crayon. That's a lot of crayon. All right. 
Um, so we got to talk about how she goes missing. Do you know it or do you want me to say it? You can say it. I'm sure you have. A, I think she ran out of fuel. No, no, the whole journey. Like, like. No, I don't know. The whole journey. I know the journey. All right. So she. So her last mission, it turns out, I have an apple in my teeth, was to go on a pan global, like around the equator, journey, and it was going to take like 40 days. And um, I, don't I think she started in the U.S. and then she went across Europe, Asia. And then she's on the very last leg. It's like day 40 into her journey. She's a little bit behind. Could you imagine just like road tripping it across the world with uh, Fre Fred Noonan? Who's this guy? There's nothing about He's got to be a buddy or something. Yeah, he's got to be s at least cool. I hope so. By Amelia's standards. Yeah, they talk sometimes. They don't other times. She's like, Fred, we don't have to talk the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, but I like you. You got to imagine those conversations were going on, you know? He's trying to mess around. She's like, I'm flying. Yeah, I like You're doing always this. flying. <laughs> yeah. You're never not full. Yeah, I, that's the thing we're doing. Yeah. Wants to hang out. I don't know. I feel like once she's in the sky, she's chill. Probably. She just yeah, needs her fix. Yeah. She's a little, uh, she's Ew. a sky fiend. That's what pilots like to say is it's the job with a different view every day. Really? Yeah. I feel like you have all these fun things you, where you, uh, you know all this stuff. <laughs> and I really look up to you. I'm full <laughs> of a lot of fun things that I know. He's full of tidbits. <laughs> not full bits. Ours bits. Tid. <laughs> <laughs> So she's going on this transatlantic flight, and uh, she's 40 days in, and their their plan is to take off from Malaysia or some like p place near the Philippines, and then refuel on this place called uh, Howland Island. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of headwinds blowing, which is like you know when you're like riding your bike and you're like, why is it so hard? Yeah, I've cursed at the wind before, riding up a hill with strong headwinds. Fuck! Like before you taught me, I, that was just from the soul. Charles taught me to say fuck. What's how Fook? No, you're close though. You're close. Fuck. Sand it out. Sand it out. Sand it out. Sand it out. Smooth it out. Fuck. Like the Vietnamese cuisine plus the last part of duck. Fuck. Ah. Oh. Thank you for putting it in words I understand. <laughs> um, but she's going to Howland Island and they never established clear radio communication back and forth. You know, it's like Between we're the on ship. the phone. Yeah, it's there was like a ship. Like one of them's on speakerphone. One of them has headphones in. And they can never get a, f uh, yeah, the, the uh, Itasca yeah. was what the ship was called. Uh, that was near Howland Island. That's like radioing like, Amelia, hey, <laughs> over here. Go that way. <laughs> yeah. I can't, she's like, I can't see you pointing. And they never established communication. And apparently she was like right over the island or the ship, like very close, which is just heartbreaking. She misses the island. And then she is re repeating that she's going like north to south on this diagonal. And so that's why there's some theories. Well, there's a few theories as to where she went missing, where her plane went down, whether she's still flying. One of them is, uh, you want to go back and forth? One of them I like, that she was a, I like a quick one that she was a spy the whole time. I do like that one. Yeah. That one's actually kind of ingenious if that was the real plan. Do you know what the spy plan is? That she was landing in other countries and gathering information? It's close to that. It's that the U.S. government was like, hey, I know you're doing this whole flying thing, but given you're a lady and all, in case you crash, go towards the Marshall Islands, which were then in Japanese control, because that way we can look for you, wink, wink, while actually doing reconnaissance on enemy territory. It's pretty good. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, why so not? So who knows? Maybe Amelia was like, I'm a daughter to my country, first and foremost. Yeah. <laughs> I can't marry you, George. I'm married to America. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm a lesbian for Lady Liberty. Okay, I'm going down for the USA. <laughs> and that was the first American kamikaze <laughs> that ever hit Japan. Yeah. Pearl Harbor was a retaliation. Yeah. <laughs> Years later. They're like, hey, wait a minute. We found her. 
<laughs> we're exacting payback. Yeah, and uh, actually, there's people, there's locals on Mar- Marshall Island that claim for decades, like, oh yeah, Amelia was here. She oh was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Out. yeah. And so there, I do like those theories that she like somehow survived and then just lived and like and never contacted anybody. Yeah, she's like, I don't love George. I mean, and we go hiking. It's kind of a fresh start. We can hike with people out here. I did get my. I got a lot of flight time, and I'm lucky. Yeah, I feel like he was that. growing taller and whiter and hiding behind <laughs> trees a lot and scaring people. Yeah, it was just weird. Yeah, it was an odd guy. And I can fly, but we just don't need to tell anybody about the in the U.S. about it. Yeah, so I do like, and there's this weird picture um, that I'll put up that's, uh, it's like a black and white photo with two blurry white looking people, maybe? And they're like, that's Amelia, mm-hmm. that's Fred. I knew her back. Yeah, it's like a, a picture of somebody sitting down. Right. And they're like, obviously, Amelia. I know the back of her head like the back of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, uh, there's a very funny one that's uh, some guy alleged that she had made it back to America and used a, uh, like, under kind of like a witness protection program. Oh, yeah. And was living as like this, li- I don't know the name, so I'm just going to Irene Opal or something. And the only problem with this theory is that was a real lady who existed. So this guy wrote a book about that. And when she caught word of the book, she sued. She was like, yeah. I'm not Amelia. Yeah. I've lived a whole life. Here are pictures of me as a kid. Can you imagine after Houdini? He's like, you're Amelia. Come on. Put her in a plane. Yeah. Put her in a plane. Like If she flies, she's Amelia. And we kill her. If she <laughs> crashes, she's Irene. And we are sorry. We, we are very sorry, Irene. <laughs> Amy guest and parents. Irene, we are sorry. Amy guest parents are like, see, that's <laughs> why you don't fly if you're not yeah, a pilot. You're gonna be accused of something else. Man, if Amy guest was the original uh, aircraft commander, they would have definitely crashed into the Atlantic. Oh yeah. The technology by the time Amelia flew would have been enough to find her. Mm-hmm. It's you know? true. They're like, I we gotta find these missing white women. If they would have found her, though, because she was a billionaire, put more efforts into it. Yeah. But Amelia Earhart, they they never found her. It's true. A lot of people think she crashed into the Atlantic. That's just kind of like the most That's simple. probably what happened. Probably. But there's also another theory that's not too different. On the diagonal that she was flying, she flew over this island. I forget the name of it, but it's an atoll. It's like a very small island. But during low tide, she people think she landed on it. You know this huh. island I'm talking about? No. Oh, fuck. What the it's fuck? It's like a sandbar? Um... No, it's more than a sandbar, less than an island. It's an atoll. Okay. That's uh, that's what it is. Nosferatu, Noasaki, Nokiaki. It's something like that. Anyway, so so some people think that she landed there, and people claim to have heard radio transmissions of Amelia. Like, I'm, uh, you know, it's Amelia, and then like a disoriented male voice in the background, <laughs> just like I'm dying. <laughs> shut up. She's like, shut up. <laughs> I told you, no talking. I'm eating Fred alive. (laughs) There's a few pieces of evidence that I found very compelling as why Amelia could be on the island. One, they found the sole of a certain type of shoe that she's pictured to have worn. Okay. And the shoe size is nine. And so people were like, ah, it's too big for Amelia's small, dainty lady foot. But... Apparently, if you're in high altitude long enough, your feet swell. Whoa. And uh, and also, it's cold up there, so you might wear more than one sock. And there were a bunch of ladies in the comments being like, look, I'm 5'2", I got size 11 hooves. Oh, I'm yeah, they're a, like, I'm don't I'm discriminate. I'm a regular big, big lady foot. Yeah. Yeah, lady Bigfoot. Ba- lady Bigfoot could be a regular Bigfoot. We don't know if it's a man or we a woman. We don't know. I've never seen the genitals. Yeah. I've hardly seen the body. Yep. Or the face. Maybe Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. <laughs> Mitch Hedberg. Yeah. That's <laughs> Great joke. Oh, anyway, so yeah, and they might have gotten eaten by crabs or something. 
uh, <laughs> coconut crabs. <laughs> there they can like cut open coconuts. Yeah. With their, uh, you know, all about creatures and stuff. I watch Survivor. I know you do. Um, what is there about Amelia? What else is there about Amelia's Bedelia's disappearance? Um, we talked about the Marshall Islands. Talk about the spy. She could have been taken by Japanese. Could have been taken by Japanese. Bo Dub. Yep. Yep. Tortured or killed? Who knows? Yeah. Um, I like that. It was. <laughs> I like the idea that it was her escape ticket out of the marriage, and so that's why she became Irene. You know, and if you're Irene, what's the only o- deny, deny, deny? Yeah, you have to. What do you mean? You're Irene. You're Irene. <laughs> It's she just has a like little post-it. What do you mean? What comma, do you th- you're Irene. That motivates her <laughs> what every do you day. Th- did this guy just like see Irene one day? The guy was like, "Look, that's Amelia." As I live and breathe, you're Amelia. Forty years later, yeah, it was always Amelia. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't understand that. What a crazy person. Like, what was the first thing that made this person conclude that Irene was Amelia? Maybe he heard. I, maybe he was at a restaurant and he was <laughs> in a booth behind Irene. And then somebody was Irene was talking about flying, uh-huh. and then he was like, <laughs> "It's Amelia." I mean, there had to be some, or the guy was just stupid, or he was a con man. Yeah, I did to like sell a book. Yeah, I like I like the theory that he overheard a conversation. She's like, "When I was flying over the Atlantic with my co-pilot Fred Noonan," and he's like, he's like "Wait a minute, is that Irene?" <laughs> Ilya? <laughs> I really I really think she's Amelia. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. Or just like yeah, she's no nonsense. Just like that woman I knew. <laughs> Amelia. Like such small personality traits. She snorts when she laughs. Amelia? This is too close. That smells like her fart. <laughs> what size shoe is she wearing? Who is this guy accusing her? Did he know her? I don't know. I'll, it was very short, the thing that I read. I know. I'm just trying to think of, like, what would make him uh, so certain. <laughs> he had to be a Irene super fan and, like, couldn't accept her death. Yeah. But she did go missing. She has to be out there. And then. Yeah, this guy, like a crazy guy who also yeah. says he's Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, did they also report on what else he believed? Well, they also believed he was taken up in a spaceship, probed, and sent back to tell us about the uh, importance of getting your prostate examined. Yeah. <laughs> he thinks the prostate exam's a big thing, and we're all <laughs> like, buddy. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Those are gross. You'll see. Yeah. You'll all see. Or maybe you won't because you'll die young of cancer of the <laughs> prostate. <laughs> You're not jizzing enough also. And that's Amelia Earhart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy. Dude, don't get the polio vaccine, okay? <laughs> They're putting trackers in it. Amelia didn't have it, and that's why we can't find her. <laughs> if you had the polio vaccine, it would be so easy. She's the one person that should have got it. <laughs> and I never say that. <laughs> Only get the vaccine if you're going on a, a dangerous... Also, they're listening to us via crayon. That would be funny. <laughs> if there's microphones in the crayons. <laughs> That'd be funny if somebody, uh, an anti-vaxxer who thought there were tracking chips in it, was like, also used it. You're like, yeah, I vaccinated my dog. I like, like, like to know where he is. <laughs> you know? Okay, so that's probably... She, she disappeared. So Amelia's gone. <laughs> but they're looking. Right? They're looking. Amelia's gone. George looks. But they're looking. George George looks. George looks, Pez. They search for two years. They search for two years before George officially declares Amelia dead. And uh, in the same year, remarries this woman, Jean Marie Consigny James, who was 24 years younger than him. Very attractive lady. But that's that's probably a sticky situation. Oh, yeah. He's got some baggage, for sure, that he can't put on a plane anymore. Yeah. She's also like, look, I'm not going to marry you until you... 
Declare your ex dead. Come on. You got to get over it. I mean, are you still holding that hope? You think she's alive for two years? You told me you'd declare her dead last month, and you still haven't. I know you look out the window when we fuck. <laughs> are you looking for her? Are you looking for her, George? <laughs> I'm glad she went missing. That's how we found each other. It's Everything happens for a reason, George. <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Just what? a few more weeks, babe. With, you're They're so dredging near Haviland. You know, you and all, every other <laughs> Leo Howland. I met. Every other Leo I met won't oh, let go, go of the with past. the Leo thing. Okay? It's like you still want her to come back. You said an extra place at the dinner table every night, George. <laughs> you think I'm going to believe it's because that's where you want your seconds? <laughs> at a different spot in the table? <laughs> I know what you're saying. You that's a crazy excuse. I'm not dumb. I'm 24. <laughs> it's not the same thing I always. I didn't go to Harvard and UC Berkeley, George, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I have intuition. I'm not 50, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> And you're a Leo, and you're a lying sack of shit. Tell me you want her. I don't. <laughs> well, then declare her dead. <laughs> you told me that if she walked through the door, you'd give her a hug. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? She didn't. He's she like, didn't. she was me. I would hug her. Yeah. What do you mean? We were married. Why are you picking a fight about this? She left you for the sky, George. Can't you get that through your tiny glasses? <laughs> <laughs> are you hungry? Is that what you need? You need to go nap nap? You need to go to bed. You need to poop. You need to poop. Genie. You need to take a little girl poop. <laughs> little girl poop. You still think about her, don't you? Fucking pig. Fucking pig. Fuck. Men. She wasn't even that hot. Like, why do you even miss her? <laughs> she was not hot. And so, you know, they're having <laughs> they're having some marital issues in terms of his attachment to his lost in sky ex-wife. And uh, he's like, look, I'm going to World War II. Yeah. All right. I fought in trench warfare. Honestly, living with you makes me want to go back. Yeah, I don't like, I'd rather do trench than mental warfare, genie. You remind me of the rats that tried to eat my toes in the trenches. <laughs> so he joins the active military and intelligence unit. He's the captain. Then he rises to major. Uh -huh. And then he comes back to the real world. And genie decides to divorce him. Citing incompatibility. Oh, yeah. Sounds like it. I mean, you see a picture of these two together. It looks like Weekend at Bernie's. I mean, this <laughs> guy is old. Doesn't sound like Jeannie was too much of a Looks like a high schooler playing a prank on a guy. Yeah, I mean, what the hell is happening? She, she walked him across the street, and he just held on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just dragged her everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, just to probably for all that publishing money. Uh, this guy had millions. Yeah, I don't even remember what this lady did, but they were compatible. She's like, I want to go to bars and discotheques. He's like, I want to sit by a fire in my armchair and think about the good men we lost, yeah. including Amelia. Amelia! She was one of the good men we lost. She did look like a man, but we had a lot in common. I liked that about her. <laughs> it made me respect her more. <laughs> <laughs> I could look into my man wife and think, you know, this is a good man. This is a good guy. <laughs> I could look into my man wife's just sharp jowls and think, this this dude's all right. <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows what's up. <laughs> He's a businessman, too. <laughs> just like me. <laughs> We're two businessmen in a marriage, marriage. In an open marriage. The most manly thing yeah. two men can do. Yes, of course. Of ah, course. tip of the hat to you, sir. She flies the plane, I do the books, and I spy on James Wythe Combs' wife. <laughs> Mr. Earhart. Anyway, so uh, they're incompatible. And uh, so this guy remarried, 1945. Immediately. This <laughs> Unfazed. <quick>. Unfazed. <laughs> Does not care. All no. he knows is you need a wife. So he gets married to this lady. Goes back to the wife store. What's her name? Margaret Haviland. Oh, man. I bet Amelia wish she had some land. Oh, yeah. 
Can't land a man. <laughs> Margaret can't. <laughs> Not until I wonder how old she was. She looked about his same age. Oh, tough for him. Everybody else, Amelia can't land a stand. Was uh, <laughs> looked younger. I mean, Jeannie was. Uh, <laughs> She's like, I'm over. Can't land a stand. <laughs> They're like, what? I'm trying to be funny. Like, I'm dying. I'm trying to make humor. I'm scared. I'm freaking out. It's the sea. I'm over the ocean. I, I don't know where the up. fuck I am. I'm the commander. I shouldn't be flying. Noonan. <laughs> <laughs> Last words. Noonan. <laughs> Shaking her fist in the air. <laughs> what if Noonan fucked it up? What Maybe. if Amelia was like... What if he's playing, uh, you know, putting his hands over her eyes, you know, just getting bored. Like, they're at the last leg. He's like, are we there yet? Noonan, shut the fuck up. It's like, you know well, what? Starts punching her. Yeah. Hey, kid. Elbows him, yeah. but she kind of loses track of where she went. Or what if he was like, look, you look tired. Let me take over. Oh, jeez. Like, she takes a nap. Yeah. Noonan fucks it up. Maybe. I don't know anything about this guy. Oh, I thought that was a mouse. Thank God. What's up, Gabe? Yo. What were we talking about? Um, oh, what do we know about Haviland? Oh, they operated they, <laughs> a hotel together. Yeah, they, they went to California. What was it called? Stovepipe? Stovepipe Wells Resort in Death Valley, California, which is like a three-star hotel off the highway with a pool that feels like a hot bathtub. <laughs> yeah, I looked up pictures of it. It looked Death like Valley? Yeah, you're not. Why would you? These guys just like middle of nowhere for some reason. I don't know. The guys, Dorothy the wives. and George Putnam. This guy likes nature, though. I guess he's, I don't know. Death Valley, California is the least appealing place to live. Aside from, like, you know, guitar. Guitar <laughs> 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 is pretty cool if you're straight. Yeah, it's cool, Tar. <laughs> yeah, if you're straight and the guy, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. If you're born there, I don't think you have to work. That's not true. I think that's how much money they have. What? From yeah. oil? Yeah. It's like the Alaska of the Middle East? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I think <laughs> they have a... I did, I did a report on them. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I did. For the World Cup? For your employer? <laughs> They're like, Charles, uh, make yourself busy. Yeah. Do a, do a report on Qatar. A lot of Qatar in the company, Gyro. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take you 40 days and 50 <laughs> nights. Time travels different than those things. <laughs> and the company will be... You'll, you'll either be in Qatar behind a bookcase trying to reach your daughter. Um... So, uh, yeah, so he ends up just being a hotelier with uh, his third wife, Margaret Haviland. George uh, went on to create the 99s as an organization of 99 female pilots formed in 1929 for <laughs> the support and advancement of aviation. Anyone who supported the group was known as a 49 and a halfer. Stupid. A little too close to heifer yeah, for my taste. Yeah. Oh, you what? You're one of those 49 and a halfers? <laughs> They're not all fat guys. <laughs> just fat ladies trying to fly. No one else will let us in. <laughs> 99 pounds. Maybe that's how much you had to weigh. Maybe you had to be extremely yeah, like a jockey. thin. Right. <laughs> a jockey. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a reason for women to uh, be more included in certain sports because they just weigh less, mm -hmm. typically. Mm -hmm. Not all the time. But, you know. Are there women jockeys? I don't know. They probably come too much. Can't keep focus. <laughs> junk, junk, junk. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> David! <laughs> that's the name of the horse. <laughs> Lucky number one, <laughs> Secretariat. A picture of all them crossing the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real money shot to <laughs> close it out. Um, yeah, so this 99 group just promoted women in air. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, which is where, my, where I'd like my we wife to be some of the time. Where do we want our women? In the air. <laughs> what do we want? Women. Where do we want them? In, in the, the air. air. A woman's place is in the sky, according to the uh, the 99s. Big kitchen in the sky. Big <laughs> dining cabin in the 747. 
Um, yeah, they're like, little did they know, they would slowly oh, phase out female <laughs> pilots into flight attendants. They'll be in the sky, all right. Oh, yeah. But they'll be uh, pushing. But they'll be uh, standing up, buckling a life vest. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. They'll be standing up, buckling a life vest around their, uh, their chest as people play their <laughs> Nintendo Switches and don't listen to life-saving instructions. They'll be hitting a lot of elbows. Could you imagine being a flight attendant bombing every single day? I, I'm sure you just do it as like a, you know, you kind of black out. Like you can't be up there caring. No, that's why they are. You mean, can't be looking at people's eyes, being like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck!" No one's looking. No, no, no. Except my for a few parents who want to seem polite. They're like, "You should watch." They're doing a good job. Yeah, my stepmom's a flight attendant. Really? Woo. My uncle applied to be a flight attendant. Didn't make it. No, it's well, it's Delta, which has a uh, less acceptance rate than Harvard. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Six like percent of people who apply, and like all these, because they go international. Um, you, I mean, your personality—it's like uh, it's like a sorority. Jeez. It's like a skyrority. Do they pay a lot? I don't even know. You get you do get free flights through Delta, and yeah, you, and so you can bring a buddy. So do all flight attendants. Sure, Delta's one of the best ones, though. I think. Good for them. I mean, but that's a. And yeah. you get to travel a lot, and I think you know it could be a little break from the mirage. <laughs> mirage. You can maybe uh, step out of the mirage of his mirage, <laughs> but I don't know. It seems fun. To be a flight attendant? For him. I do not want to do it. He's also 6'5". I don't know how he's going to fit on that plane. (laughs) I would, uh, yeah, traveling (laughs) is fun. But, like, a flight attendant. Flying is not fun. Those people, those people in nurses. He has the personality, though. He really could thrive in it. He's a very, like, he knows, like, he has so many connections. He lives in Miami. He knows, like, the Bacardi family. Wow. Yeah, and he's, because he's just, like, a fun hang. It's like a big, fun, you know. He's mag, 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 uh, magnetic. Magnanimous? Magnificent. All of them? All right. <laughs> I think uh, he's pretty okay. magnificent. Um, Richard, a lot of people, because of the fame of Amelia Earhart, many movies were created depicting Amelia Earhart's story on the big screen. And since they were making movies about Amelia's life, George Palmer Guess Putnam showed up. Included. GPP. GPP. You down with GPP? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> uh, Richard Gere played Putnam in 2009 movie, Amelia. That's pretty cool. That's not bad. Um, what else we got about? Pu- I think that might be. Uh, I think that. Mi- I think yeah, he just yeah. kind of lived in uh, Death Valley, California, until he evaporated. Yeah. I think he died of a kidney failure, yeah, which is so. uh, you know probably drinking a lot, pretty yep. fun. Probably drinking a lot. Probably Man living a good time. life. I think he had a good life. He had a lot of wives. He, he got to explore. He also helped people achieve fame. I mean, he helped Amelia. Oh yeah, he's very successful in yeah. his career. He helped Amelia, you know, uh, disappear. <laughs> um, he got he w- maybe he did it. Cut the brakes. <laughs> I can't stop. <laughs> she just overshoots the island. Putnam! <laughs> she looks back. Noonan is a, uh, a, a straw dummy. What? <laughs> <laughs> there was never a Noonan. You're just too caught up in yourself. <laughs> you never looked. You never looked back. We, used to call, we call him Brooman because he's made of straw. <laughs> um, straw Brooman. Straw Brooman. <laughs> she didn't once look back. <laughs> she, she was so career focused. She did not look back. She once. didn't even realize her co-pilot was a scarecrow. This is D- Dane Cook saying it. She did not once look back. <laughs> not once. <laughs> oh, last thing. Last thing I wanted to talk about was um. Well, we should probably uh, we should probably wrap on Putnam. But let let's let's. I want to finish this up about Dorothy and then talk about all them together as three. See who you want to be of the three of them. How about that? How you feeling? I'm good. Hurt your back. My back is just yeah I don't know but it's from uh, sleeping I think weird okay um, not all that guilt <laughs> <laughs> apparently back pains linked to anxiety oh well then that would explain it <laughs> so let's talk real quick before we wrap this episode up about Dorothy Binney's 
husband, George Weymouth, the second of the four husbands. Which, by the way, her last husband, or maybe her third husband, she married four people total. Putnam, uh, Weymouth, a random uh, duke or a lieutenant or something, I think a military guy. And then this guy who is like a drunk abuser. It's crazy. He chased her one time through an orange grove and whipped her like 19 times. And she, Dorothy, was someone who wrote in a diary, like from like teen to death. Um, so we have all this info. And um, one time he came back from a bar fight, shot in the head twice, Jeez. and was still alive and Jeez. like wobbled in drunk. Could you imagine your drunk husband comes home with two holes in his head? And you're and like, what the fuck? Can you just die? Yeah. What does it take? You drove here? How is that possible? He's like, it's fine. I just need some frozen peas. Yeah, it sobered me up, the bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Made me think about my life. Yeah. It actually shot the alcohol out of my brain. Yeah. <laughs> it saved my life, if anything. Now, uh, where's the whip? <laughs> <laughs> I want to taste some citrus. What a fucking monster. Um, but I do like the part uh, of Dorothy's life after Putnam where she's uh, hooking up with this hot, young, uh, you know, Hoven. Oh, yeah. Right, the tutor? Spicy. Also, it's, go- it's good that both their names are George, mm-hmm. right? Because even if you uh, call out the, na- the wrong name in bed, no one's the wiser. Do you call people's name out in bed? I never do that. I've been doing it too much, I think. Okay. I'm doing it, and I'm noticing it, and I'm like, does she think I'm trying to remember it? <laughs> you say her birthday. <laughs> I say her anniversary. Yeah. yeah I or say I my social security. Yeah. Anything I'm trying to remember. Yeah, Facts mo- about the podcast. Mother's maiden name. Howland Islands. Margaret Haviland. Yeah. There's a lot of land that Amelia just couldn't find. <laughs> um, <coughs> her relationship with George Weymouth is like a porn. Like they yeah. met in Latin America. Yeah. He's the son's tutor. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, he knocks on the door and he's like, hi, is your son home? And she's like, he stayed late after school, but you can come in. Are you okay if I'm just in my towel? Uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> no, I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess it's fine. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> <laughs> George George Weymouth Stallone. <laughs> I I bet she had to be some kind of hot for a forty year old yeah. lady to. She's well got. She's loaded either way. She's loaded. <laughs> she was getting loaded with this kid's cum. Yeah. <laughs> and George, this is cr- they're all friends. Yeah. George traveled with David, her son, and George Putnam to Baffin Island on the expedition where he discovered the unicorn whale, mm-hmm. the narwhal, the gnarly wall. Um, solid Norwala sound. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's crazy to me that like Benny and uh, Amelia hug. Benny out. and the Jets, <laughs> Dorothy and Amelia, <laughs> and then you know George Squared and uh, and Benny hung out. Yeah, like all the people that they leave each other for before were involved. You know, it's very like a it's like friends. It's like a Netflix show. It's weird. It's, it's like White Lotus. You, I gotta see you it. Gotta I guess so it. many people have told me White Lotus, and every one of them has been white. And I feel like I gotta see it. It just won ten Emmys. Really? Yeah. Wow. And was nominated for like fifteen. Holy shit! Well. Yeah. Um. Talked about the middle of the party move out. Um. Talked about the move in Reno. Yeah, we talked about Amelia. So I, I think that's basically it. So I think we're down to the question of who would you rather be of the three of these people? Because I want to include Benny. She was a Crayola famous, life of the party, you know, didn't request alimony, overall good person. It's tough. Cheated, you know, but everybody was kind of philandering in this episode. It sucks because there's things about Amelia and Benny that are enough to make me not want to be them, but I love their lives. Crashing in a plane is my number one fear. It is. And I also don't want to have a husband that beats me. <laughs> <laughs> that was temp. I mean, that was a, yeah, it was not a good part of her life. 
But the rest <laughs> of her life is pretty sweet. Yeah. And George, ah, it's pretty good. Yeah. I think I'd have to say George just because the end of these two ladies' lives are too dramatic for me. Yeah, I got to say George as well. I mean, I think Benny was probably richer and overall a more fun person. Yeah. Which is tough because you're like, maybe. But uh, George did have to undergo losing his wife. Yeah, but he didn't and have to be so the one that was lost. <laughs> if mean, I'm making sure. a choice. But in terms of Benny, you know, she just got to cheat on her husband with this young stud and then, uh, you know, marry two other guys. <laughs> That's the tough thing about Benny. Uh, everyone has, like, kind of a crucial flaw that I don't want. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be married four times, but I don't want to have lost my wife and then be married two more times. And I don't want to be lost in the sky. <laughs> so it's a real, which what's behind door number four? <laughs> Is there anybody? Else? Can I be Amy Guest? I'd have to be Amy Guest. No. Yeah. I mean, she's barely in the story. No, she's rich, and she's... Um, I think we should start picking anyone in the story. All right, fine. I think that's, I think that's more fun, because the sibling is like not the most interesting question yeah, always. I would, yeah, of course you're picking Amy Guest. She's a billionaire lady. Well, there could be anybody else in the story, though. What about, what about George Weymouth, the tutor? Well, I don't know how he ended up. The tutor uh, who found the MILF yeah, stuck I mean, in the refrigerator. To, to bang a MILF. I think I'd rather be Noonan. <laughs> You'd rather be, yeah. Noonan. Well, because well, he swap, swapped himself out uh, for a straw body double, yeah. and he's living, <laughs> he's living his life in Cut. Detroit as Irene Brockman. <laughs> All right, what's your decision? I'd re- I'd be Irene. <laughs> get just getting that money, just just uh, poof. One day you wake up, you're Amelia Earhart in people's that's minds. A, like a le- uh, that's an easy lawsuit, like the uh, McDonald's getting the hot no, coffee spill. That really Psst. fucked her up. She had third-degree burns on her coochie. Yeah, so but it's an easy win, is what I'm saying. It's a hard loss. I would say it's almost a Pyrrhic victory. millions. She had to get vaginal reconstructive surgery. Oh, really? Yeah. Third-degree burns. That's dead flesh. You, oh, you got to take that out. Put it back. Yeah, that cat is cooked. <laughs> hot dog. That thing like is toasted. <laughs> Dude. Um, I think I'd rather be George. Unfortunately, George, it's like 50, 40, 10, yeah. George, Benny, Amelia. Yeah. Yeah. So, George, I hope you feel brought into the light. I mean, this guy really like in terms of Amelia, he was really behind the scenes. He was very he influential. W- very but he's a huge player. Instrumental, influential, monumental. Um, Quintessential. Had good dental. Yeah, I think that might be it for the app. Um, subscribe to the Patreon. I just had I mean, I chronicled it in the last week's episode, but I just had a big old uh, tech hell of a week. So we're getting back in terms of the content. We got a green screen. I'm going to be probably just leaving it green. So it's going to be a lot of effort put into that. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Um, follow the pod, leave a review, check out the Patreon, spread the word, spread the word. What else we got? Um, come to freestyle. Yeah, happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> follow us at Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Recording this on uh, the opening night of Hanukkah. Nice. I grand think opening that's what night. They call it, yeah. The grand opening <laughs> of Hanukkah. <laughs> the running of the Jews is tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you dress in all white, and then, you know, they chase you with their horns. They can finally show their horns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. I got to run that by Molly. <laughs> now that I have a Jewish girlfriend, I have to, like, watch it. <laughs> 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 and by it, I mean Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish. <laughs> she went and saw that the other day. In in Yiddish. Wow, She's like, there's subtitles. Yiddish. I'm like, what does that mean? It's a play. <laughs> subtitles. Somebody has a cue card, like <laughs> SNL. <laughs> you got to read that fucking post, uh, poster board. Heather went and saw this play about the first gay man in baseball, and every, you're like naked the whole time. Whoa. Went and saw a lot of naked guys. That's probably why they weren't letting him play. Yeah. They're like, we don't care if you're gay, but you're put naked, some clothes dude. on. Come on. <laughs>
This is a children's game. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good um, night. Have a good night. Have a happy holiday. A happy Hanukkah. And um, happy we'll New Year. I'm out of here. Oh yeah, Happy New Year. Chuck is gone. Are we gonna record again? When are you leaving? Tuesday. Tuesday. But I'm back <laughs> in a, back in a week. <laughs> okay. We'll have some holiday stories. Yeah, that's true. All right. <laughs> All, All right, right y'all. Bye. Thanks for the pod listens, and uh, we'll catch you next time.